This episode of Still Under Wraps was recorded on Friday the 14th of February 2020. This is Colin, he has a problem. He has a lot of DVDs and some of them he hasn't seen So he's gonna grab the sun and they're gonna watch each one until the pile is empty These films are still under wraps, still under wraps Unwatched, unloved and still under wraps, still under wraps, still under These films are unwatched, unloved and still under wraps Hello dear listener and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son Thomas. Hi, hello. How does it feel recording on a night that isn't a Wednesday? It's about the same really. It really is, but I I just feel this certain vibe. Um, This isn't going to be a a regular occurrence, um, but circumstances have... uh, made it so that we just need to get a little bit ahead of ourselves for the wrap-up of this season. So um, all of the episodes, this one, the next one, and the one after that, Mm. will be (laughs) Um, (laughs) pre-recorded. Recorded prior, uh, days prior to it being released, rather than it being released on the night that I finish editing it after recording if that makes any sense whatsoever. It does. Good. Um, And then we shall have uh, an end of season and then a break of three or four weeks for reasons Mm -hmm. that may or may not become apparent uh, in the near future. I'm still not... I'm still not uh, making uh, it widely known what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm actually pregnant. <laughs> so I will be uh, giving birth in the, the next couple of weeks. And uh, so keeping in mind that we have a huge audience that uh, expects high quality and, uh, and regular releases of uh, podcasts... I thought we'd better get ahead of ourselves before mm. I give birth. So, <laughs> so that's what's going on. Um, keep that to yourselves because I am keeping it fairly quiet. So, by the time this episode comes out, I'll have done something reasonably stupid. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going on on a bit of a, a, a cinema binge Monday and Tuesday. Is that right? Yes. Oh. I'm just trying to think because I am not. Uh, I have not been uh, given any information regarding mm. this either. So this is new to me. So, so my pregnancy is new to you, and what Thomas is possibly about to announce uh, so is going to be new to me. Real, real mix of of films. On Monday, I'm going to see Sonic the Hedgehog, which I've heard is a film. It is a film, yes. Uh, Birds of Prey, which I've heard is quite good, but has not received particularly good box office Uh, One of the podcasts that I listen to, um, you've heard of Nerdzilla. Mm. They absolutely hated it. Right. Yes. They were appalled. Their gobs were smacked. So, Uh, but, you know. 
and then finishing off that day with 1917, which I've heard is very good. Ah, what day is that? Uh, Monday. You're watching Monday. all of those on Monday? All of those on Monday. Right. Okay. And then Tuesday, <laughs> I'm heading out to the state cinema <laughs> right. to watch Knives Out, which I've right. heard is quite good. Uh-huh. And then I'm coming back here... To watch Jojo. And... And waiting a bit. And then that night re-watching The Rise of Skywalker and taking some notes and actually getting a, a solid opinion out of myself about it. Right. Because at the moment I haven't really done that. Uh, um, I'm assuming that you bought $8.50 tickets? Yes, that is what I've done. Good, okay then. Yes. Uh, by uh-huh. the time you're listening to this, that offer is is no longer available, but the tickets that I bought will be for uh-huh. at least a month. Okay. Um, and now I'm, I'm thinking of uh, that, that list and ones that uh, do actually appeal to me. And uh, 1917 is certainly on my list. What session are you going to see that at? Uh, the 4.15 Monday session. Okay. And how long is the movie? Uh, this, is, this is gripping just stuff. Just slightly under two hours. Okay. Mm, I might be tempted if you want some company. Because mm. huh, I, I do have uh, some tickets myself floating around. Mm. So, mm, All right, then. But that is neither here nor there other than, my goodness, you're going to... Uh, <laughs> it's a choice yeah, it, it is it's, it, it is a choice and uh i said the plan was stupid and he, i stand by some, that he got some birthday money and mm-hmm. i'm assuming that uh he no longer has any birthday money i'd have some <laughs> right anywho um all of that is beside the point we are recording uh early and we are about to watch a film that i'm sure thomas is looking forward to as am i what is that that we are going to be watching today? 10,000 BC. With lots of dinosaurs. No, no, I don't think there'll be dinosaurs. I'm hoping there's going to be dinosaurs. I mean, you know, 10,000 BC, that is a long time ago. So there are definitely going to be people throwing spears at dinosaurs. Sure. Um, Whatever you say. What concerns me is that that uh, DVD case seems to be quite devoid of cellophonic uh, resonance. There's there's some resonance, but it's, it's, it's certainly not, not cellophonic. No, it seems to be uh, broken out of its case. You know, we've had a really bad run of DVDs that really don't fall under the character category of still under wraps but fortunately that is not the only sticker on the cover (laughs) well that's right and uh, speaking of which this being episode 50 I hope you look at the uh, the cover art for this particular episode because Thomas has excelled himself and I also expect to hear the same amount of adulation that Thomas received for um, the work that he did on the Christmas special uh, audio. Mm. <sighs> it was 
there were, there were a lot of Boolean operations involved in putting that sticker there. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. you want you want the 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 subtle gradient to to be on the the whole sticker and not just parts of it discontinuously. Yes, it's a whole thing. <laughs> it is. It is, and in doing so, he covered up the picture of the dinosaur. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I covered up another part of the title, which wasn't even completely visible anyway. Actually, I've, I've got to be careful here, because um, editing last week's episode, I've realised that I can see now on the audio timeline the points where I do a weird giggle. <laughs> so, so I... <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit yeah um so i shall try not to do that anymore um yeah anyway let's uh thomas we're watching 10 million billion bc by roland emmerich mm-hmm. would you be so kind as to give us a a full and in-depth uh, description from the back of the case to tell us what's going on in this film I'm actually not going to skip the self-congratulation this time. Excellent. For reasons that may become apparent? Who is to say? I I am not to say. Hmm. From Roland Emmerich, director of Independence Day and The Day After Tomorrow, comes an awesome new adventure about a time when mammoths shook the earth and mystical spirits shaped human fates. This special effects spectacle is an eye-filling tale of the first hero who sets out on a bold trek to rescue his kidnapped beloved and to fulfill his prophetic destiny. Battling a saber-toothed tiger and prehistoric predators, he'll cross uncharted realms, form an army and discover an advanced lost civilization. There he will lead a fight for her liberation and become the champion of the time when legend began. Right. I, I, I don't think it registered last time you read any of that, that it discussed, it being set in 10,000 BC, mm. that there is a lost advanced mm. civilization. Yes. So, aliens. Mm. I'm, I'm not Almost saying certainly. that it's aliens, but... Um, and I got so tempted to um, do Alsor Sprach Zarathustra in the background as you read that because it just felt like it needed it. But I didn't. Maybe I'll do it in post. Anywho, let's uh, get Thomas to open the case and find that I have replaced it with Mario Brothers the movie. He's not. <laughs> and and I'm not going to make any comment as to whether that's necessarily good or bad. No, look, I my expectations of this film are certainly very very low. Yes, I don't even know why it's on the shelf. Um, <laughs> it's because it's Roland Emmerich. It, it's, it? I think it is because it's Roland Emmerich, and yeah, so. Let's just pop that out of its case mm-hmm. and uh, we'll put it in the machine and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side.
turn to side B. Mungrel, mungrel. I please note I say mungrel twice because I failed to mungrelize last week. Oh, sorry. Turn to side B C. Kaboom. Okay. And cue music. That was Roland. Mm-hmm. It's just Pathfinder again. That was that was what I was trying to think of. It was Pathfinder done much better. Yes, but still not good. But still not good. Um, <laughs> and there were some great set pieces mm. that he shines on. Mm. Um, and... Yet, the characters, the 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 trek, the suddenly coming out of the ice into the forests and into mm. the deserts, the it, yeah, um, and it's a yeah Pathfinder, even it, it's the hero's quest mm-hmm. yet again, um, and. A, a, a fairly average mm-hmm. version of it. it. It wasn't offensive. It wasn't a terrible film, mm. but it was certainly not brilliant um, and, and instantly forgettable, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Thomas is nodding. <laughs> um, yeah, I, they did their mammoths well. They were all right. Yeah. Um, But I I confess to thinking, hang on, those mammoths are running right through the same paddock that a whole bunch of wargs ran through during Lord of the Rings. I'm quite positive of it. Uh There there was some location filming in southern New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm quite, quite sure it was the... The, the same same spot um, or at least close by it it certainly looked very very familiar um, yeah acting was was reasonable I, I, what I liked as far as the acting was concerned was that the accents weren't um, I was expecting a lot of Uggs and, and what mm. have you and I'm glad that they didn't go that way um the the unexpected twist at the end with the uh aliens was 
did not come to pass. Um, no, no, but um, with Roland Emmerich and uh, his uh, connections with... This is a spoiler break, so if you don't want spoilers, then leave before this sound. The origins of the Egyptians. Mm. Um, yeah. Instantly forgettable. You know, a, a cluster of... Yeah, it was a. I, I, I can only imagine that it was something that um, he'd just wanted to do for a very long time, and and was at that status point where he could he could do it. I mm. cannot imagine that you, you've probably looked at the stats. I suspect, and he probably did very poorly. And it uh, financially, it did reasonably. Okay. Uh, Critically, it did very, very poorly. Yeah. So, it, it's just a, it's just a spectacle film. Yeah, just a spectacle film, and a spectacle film that I would have difficulty eating popcorn to. It was a mm. spectacle film, but not a popcorn film. No. If that makes sense. Like there, there are certainly lots of spectacle films where I can just go in, leave my brain at the door, and just thoroughly get engrossed in it. But it was a spectacle film, but also trying to have more than that, mm. and it all fell that those bits certainly fell flat. I wasn't even like grabbed by the bits that were spectacle. It, it wasn't that spectacular. Oh uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was trying to keep my mind in the 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 state of what had been done before and what had been done since and what have you. And I I was still suitably impressed with certain scenes. I was appalled in others, but <laughs> um, there there were certain um, large vicious animals that mm. that weren't entirely convincing um T- towards the start of the film there were some shots that i could tell were definitely not on location oh yes the, with the the out of focus backgrounds mm. that looked like out of focus projected on the mm. yes yeah i was i was i'm glad that i wasn't just uh, imagining that but uh, but, and yet there are other scenes where the environment was total. Mm. And then, again, you'd suddenly... The, the scene that you mentioned, but also the scene where they're running through um, bushes um, instantly felt like you're in a stage. It, it, I, I think it, it don't work. It don't work. <laughs> nah. Nah. Um, uh, again, uh, I, I was not appalled... We've certainly had more appalling movies, I think, in our, our wrap-up of films, but it, it also wasn't anything amazing. And to to the extent where, yeah, I, I don't think it needs to stay on the shelf and take up no. valuable shelf space. Uh, sorry, Roland. Um, it's, it's not staying on the shelf. Anything else you want to add about what we've just... No, I was going to say endured. Um, it, it's, it paced all right. Yeah, but yeah, it was just 
but but the problem is that that normal reasonable pace nothing happened yeah yep uh, reasonably paced nothing yeah there we go yeah okay so There's shall we quite. shall we move <laughs> move on sure okay then what's on the show you know it's probably dvds and we've had some additions which is surprising quite impressive considering we're uh recording early but mm. uh uh, 61. 61. Uh, yes. Um, please continue to uh, contribute to this. E- even during any uh, breaks in transmission, uh, you're mm. certainly welcome to do your one a week. That, that's fine. All right, then. So, please, Thomas, would you do the honours and uh, activate the randomising random randomometer? Powered by random.org. Six. Oh, another an- small number. Another small number. And number six is... Adam W. Hi, Adam W. Who suggests... The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adam. Adam, that is, that is certainly low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very low-hanging fruit. Okay. Um, look, yes, I have seen it. Thomas has yeah. seen it. And, and it's on the shelf. What, what's interesting about it being on the shelf, it is the first DVD that was ever on the shelf. It is the, the, the what's the word, where something is the first. I'm sure there's a word. The first. It was the first first DVD ever. Now, that being said, did it ever graduate and uh, evolve, go through puberty and become a Blu-ray disc? It did not. No. No, and... And possibly it should because my recollections of the DVD transfer were that... There's some fairly average uh, sections of it. But, uh, yes, it is still on DVD, so you get the three points. We're not multiplying that. We're not giving any multiplier to that whatsoever. And just for some clarification, uh, before anyone gets really eager about uh, the Matrix series, there was only one Matrix movie. And that's all I'm saying about that. So if you want to get zero points by suggesting that there was possibly some other Matrix movie ever made, um, you're, you're quite welcome to, to waste a weekly vote in suggesting that there was some Matrix recharged and um, whatever. Go ahead. But there is only one Matrix movie. Three points to Adam W., and that will move him up quite a bit. Wow. Adam, you have just uh, shifted your place on the leaderboard. From sixth up to fourth. From sixth to fourth. Well done, Adam. And uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure whether Adam is still uh, listening 
but uh, and and that's fine. I don't know why anyone is still listening. We just do it for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. And if we get listeners, that's great. And we do love you, dear listener. Um, look, let's just scoot on over to our next segment. Shake the phone and pick a film and then we'll watch the film next week. Okay, Thomas, would you be so kind, even though our little jingle says to shake the phone? The 2010 film Never Let Me Go. Oh, okay, which is based on a book that... uh, And, uh, yes... An interesting choice. Uh, I, I actually started reading the book, and I can't remember whether I even finished the book, but the, the, the premise of the book was quite interesting, and when I found out that it had been made into a movie, I grabbed it and then discovered there's Rudy bits in it. Right. <laughs> Which I should have known because there's Rudy bits in the, in the book, but... Uh, the, the storyline is still intriguing, um, at least if it's the film that I'm thinking of. We will find out by asking Thomas to read the blurb on the back of the DVD case. Kathy, Ruth and Tommy are best friends who grow up together at an English boarding school with a chilling secret. When they learn the shocking truth that they are genetically engineered clones raised to be organ donors, they embrace their fleeting chance to live and love. Well, that's a bit of a spoiler. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's a severe spoiler. My goodness. Um, (laughs) uh, Do we even bother watching it? No. (laughs) There there is more to it than that from the... uh, I think I got 90% through the book. Right. And then bought the film and thought, oh, I think I'll find out how the film ends before I find out how the book ends. And then you didn't. And then I didn't. No. Uh, So, Never Let Me Go. And uh, that'll be next week. Thomas, do you have anything you wish to say before we chuff off and... Nah. Nah. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Still Under Wraps. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Still Under Wraps is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. Movies are selected at random through My Movies, an excellent piece of movie collection software. You can find links to that, as well as our quote-unquote blog and our Facebook group, in the show notes. Still Under Wraps is a Hi Hello production. Get an abrupt ending. <laughs> yeah.
There's just nowhere for that to go. There was absolutely nowhere for that to go. No. No. I've still got nothing. Nope. Nope. Of course, the moment we finish recording, one or the other of us will think of something. Yes. But... I've got nothing. We've got nothing right now, and there is no way that we will possibly have anything until the stop button has been hit. What, you mean like now?